Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Where the Wild Things Grow. This is your host, Samantha Smith, Master Certified Life Coach, Spiritual Coach, and Owner of Sacred Blue Transitions. Alright, so as most of you know, today is Halloween. And for those of you that don't know the history of Halloween, I'm going to give you some fun facts. So Halloween was actually once an ancient Celtic festival called Samhain, which... (laughs) Most people nowadays mispronounce it and say Samhain, but, you know, no judgment. And the main concept of this ancient festival was to dress up and light these huge bonfires in an effort to keep away bad spirits. Because apparently, around this time of year, the veil between the realm of the living and the realm of the dead becomes very, very, very thin. So... Sticking in theme with Halloween and spirits, today's podcast is actually titled The Veil, and I will be sharing with you um, a pretty spooky but very true paranormal experience that I had. And then later on, I will be having a special guest join me, and she will be sharing her paranormal experience as well. All right, so let's just go ahead and dive right in, right? So my story takes place back in 2013. I was about 22 then. I was federal contracting during that time. So I was actually working at Madigan Army Medical Center, which is located um, in Fort Lewis, Washington State. Um, And during that time, I was working the late night shift. So, you know, overnight, some people call it graveyard. I was working from 11 p.m. until... 7 a.m. in the morning and during that time I had this hour-long lunch break or so that started at like 3 in the morning okay so instead of eating at 3 in the morning um which I mean who who does that who eats at 3 in the morning (laughs) so instead of eating at 3 in the morning right I decided to start taking naps instead um and I would go ahead and work my way into this prayer and meditation room, which was actually located right next to the ICU. And I know that seems kind of weird, but I was actually already in that area around that time anyway. And also there wasn't a whole lot of foot traffic. So I figured, you know, that's like a perfect spot to catch some Z's, right? So I would go in there and I would sit in this very specific spot in a very specific chair. Now, just to give you, like, visual representation here, imagine a square, just a perfect, regular old square. The bottom right corner of the square is where the door is located, and the bottom left corner of the square is where my very special chair was, (laughs) okay? So, I mean, obviously, my back was up against the wall, and it was the same wall that the door was, like, located in or whatever so um I specifically chose that spot actually because there was like a little window in the door and I didn't want people to walk by and see me sleeping not because I was hiding or anything but just like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when I'm asleep you know I could have my mouth open drooling all over myself or something so I figured if I was hidden away in a corner that you know all would be fine in the world um I didn't need those judging eyes to be upon me. So, uh, anyway, there I was. I'm, I'm sitting in this chair 
my eyes are getting heavy, I'm starting to doze off, and then boom, I'm asleep, right? And I know I'm asleep because I'm dreaming, obviously. Um, Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm actually a very, very, very light sleeper. Um, Like, the faintest of sounds will wake me up at any hour of the night, it doesn't matter. Um, So anyways, here I am, I'm asleep in my corner, in my very comfy chair, and I hear the door to the room open and close, which of course woke me up. Alright, now this is where shit kind of gets intense, so brace yourselves, okay? So, I open my eyes, right, because I, I heard the door open and close, so I open my eyes, and I can't fucking move. Like, I'm, I'm stuck, okay? My initial reaction was, oh, turn your head to the right and see who just walked into the room. But I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't turn my head, I couldn't blink, I couldn't move any parts of my body. I was seriously stuck. And really the only thing I could do in that moment was like stare straight ahead. So as I'm sitting there staring straight ahead directly across the room from me, right? This charcoal gray mass. And and I say mass because like it didn't really have a shape. It didn't really have any features. It was just a color. So this charcoal gray mass moves into my line of sight, right? And for those of y'all that are probably like, oh, what the fuck? Like, so for visual representation purposes, I want you just wherever you are, whether you're sitting or standing, doesn't matter. Just stare straight ahead and then put your hand in front of your face. Okay. So as you can see, like with your peripheral vision, you can still see around the room that you're in. But you can't move your eyes. Okay, keep that in mind. You can't move your eyes. So with your peripheral, you can see around the room. But you can't take your focus off of this direct line of sight. So obviously, you can tell that there's something obscuring your line of sight right now, right? Okay. So that's kind of what I was experiencing. With my peripheral vision, I could still see the rest of the room. But my direct line of sight, yeah. Uh, I couldn't see through the charcoal gray mass. Now, immediately after this charcoal gray mass moves into my line of sight, immediately I get this like overwhelming surge of like pure fucking rage that entered my body. Like I was furious and for no apparent reason at all. I was just so fucking mad. I remember thinking to myself in my state of paralysis, like clench your fist and grind your teeth. Like, grr. I was just so fucking angry. And then in a matter of seconds, the anger left and this tidal wave of sadness crashed into me with such force that like it actually caused a tear to stream down my cheek. And uh, a few seconds after that, like I was able to, to blink and then I was able to move and the experience was over. And uh, believe it or not, I, I actually stayed in that room um, till my lunch was over. And I, I remember sitting there and, and I wiped the tear from my cheek and I said out loud, but like in a whisper, what the fuck? <laughs> that was actually the very first time 
not the last time, but the very first time that I had experienced something like that. And it kind of left me in this state of shock. You know, I was scared and I was confused because I didn't actually know what had just happened to me. Did I have a seizure? Was I about to have a fucking stroke or a brain aneurysm or something? Like, what was going on with my body? Because that wasn't normal. And also, I didn't understand how or where those emotions were coming from. I actually remember thinking to myself, those weren't mine. Like, those weren't my feelings. Those weren't my emotions. I I don't understand them. Like, I had no reason to feel that way in that moment, you know? Like, I was asleep and then instantly woke up and felt all these really intense emotions. And I just knew in my heart that they didn't belong to me. So I stayed in that room and I spent the rest of my lunch break on my phone researching what had happened to me. And as I was researching, I stumbled upon a lot of stuff, sleep paralysis being one of them, which if none of you know what sleep paralysis is, look it up. And then as I'm continuing to research, you know, what the hell just happened to me, I stumbled upon a bit of information and I realize that I'm actually a conduit. And for those of you that don't know what a conduit is, let me, I guess, give you like an analogy or something. So a conduit is usually a person, a place, or a thing that channels an energy and allows it to come through in a way to where mm, it is how do I explain this? Okay, so for example, let's take um, let's take headphones. And I'm not talking the new Bluetooth AirPods or anything like that. I'm talking old school headphones with the wire and the little jack piece that plugs in, right? So let's say you have your, your cell phone or iPod or I'll even kick it old school. Let, let's say your Walkman or your cassette player, right? So... Or even just a regular radio, I guess, would be probably a better example. So the radio itself is playing music. You can hear it. But when you plug in the headphones to the radio, the wire itself acts as a conduit and transfers the energy from the radio to the actual earpieces of the headphones so that way you can hear the music. So... Obviously, a conduit is something that channels energy. Well, that's basically what I am. Um, It's involuntary (laughs) for the most part right now. I haven't actually tried to hone this ability in any way or like improve it or anything. Um, It just sort of happens when it happens. Um, But I believe that entities try to communicate with me by projecting their emotions onto me, by making me feel either what it is that they're feeling currently or what it is that they felt at one point, which I'm assuming was probably, you know, the the moments leading up to death. Um, And in that room specifically, I suspect that someone had probably died in the ICU and their spirit was trapped in the hospital. 
and um, whether they were feeling these emotions before they died or in the afterlife because they were confused and scared and maybe didn't understand that they had passed on. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel as though those feelings that I felt, the rage and the sadness, was someone just trying to talk to me. Someone trying to get me to understand how they felt because maybe they didn't have anyone else to talk to. And for whatever reason, before I even knew, they picked up on the fact that I could actually receive their message. Now, I have you guys know, I continued to go into that room to take quote-unquote naps. Um... After that first experience, despite the fact that it was really scary and confusing, I actually felt drawn to that room in some way. And like, I never felt as though my life was in danger. I never felt threatened. I never felt like there was like this bad, ominous presence or anything. And actually, I never really felt the same energy or presence twice. So I don't know if maybe these entities were moving on after they touched base with me or if they just got it all out of their system and then decided that they didn't have anything else to say. I, I don't really know. Um, <clears throat> but I, again, I, I feel like they just needed someone to talk to. <clears throat> and I guess I was it. <laughs> um, and just so you guys know... Like, I never had a sleep paralysis experience before that room, or anything like it, ever. I never, not one time in my life, ever experienced anything like that. And then, um, after that room, it was pretty rare that I would have, like, a conduit experience. Um, But it did happen every once in a while. And nowadays, I mean, the experiences are even more rare because... I learned how to set up some sort of strict spiritual boundaries. I made it very clear at some point that, like, I don't want to be contacted while I'm at home in my own bed because that shit's kind of creepy. Like, imagine, you know, waking up in the middle of the night in your own bed. It's pitch black and you can't fucking move. (laughs) Like, it's it's terrifying. So, uh, yeah, I, I made it pretty clear that that's not something that I enjoy or want to happen um yeah I I don't know man you know some people don't believe in ghosts and spirits and you know all these afterlife entities but I mean I do Uh, you know I've 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 had my fair share of experiences I've I've seen things and I've heard things and I've felt things that can't really be explained you know Um, but yeah, so, I mean, those are my, those are my spooky ghost stories for you guys. So, I mean, I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, obviously if you guys have any spooky stories that you want to share, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, I'm always willing to have good conversation and listen. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and if you're listening to this via a social media platform, I mean, hit me up in the comments section, you know, tell your story. I mean, that's all we really have, right? Stories, experiences, memories, you know, so uh, yeah, f- feel free to share yours. Um, anyway, so that was my story. 
And now I would like to introduce my very special guest. Uh, she's actually a longtime friend of mine, Miss Kayla Haliski. All right, so Kayla, say hello to everyone. What up, peeps? <laughs> All right, so word on the street is that you have a spooky paranormal story for us. I do. And this was like a weird span of like a couple of years time, which is the craziest part. And it involves a kid. Oh. A toddler. Oh, no. Pregnancy to toddler. Those are the best kind of spooky stories. No, the spooky ones. stories with kids are the worst. <laughs> I've seen enough horror movies to know that... It's always the kid. It is always the kid, always the kid. dude. Hands down, oh it's always God. the kid. The kid is always the one that's possessed. But so, just the, the takeaway from today is basically don't have children and you won't have spooky shit. Exactly. All day. <laughs> kids are spooky. Start to finish. Friday. Always. Always. So, okay. So, go ahead. Tell us your spooky but, story. Yeah. All right. So... It was like 10 years ago, almost like to the exact like period and like season. Um, I was pregnant with my son and I was probably seven-ish, eight months pregnant. He's a December baby. So, you know, I was pretty far along. Um, I was living with a roommate at the time. Like we went to school together. We'd been friends <clears throat> for years, years and years. And then I moved out, got married, got pregnant, all that fun stuff. Don't do that either. Um, live with your parents forever. <laughs> Right. Don't, don't, out, don't get pregnant, don't yeah. have kids, don't get married, none of that. Anyway. Don't grow up. Don't have roommates. But the, the thing, like, you know, I got married, got pregnant, and at the time, like, my husband, my ex-husband was in the Marines, and he had just gotten back from deployment, and he lived in North Carolina. And I was getting to the point that I didn't want to be away from him anymore. Like, at some point in your pregnancy, like, you change. You're like, oh, my God, but I don't want to do this alone. Like, it mm -hmm. becomes a real fear especially being that far along. So I had finally just kind of caved and we had talked about it and I decided I was going to move. And right around that same time frame, like we would argue a lot, but we were young. I was like 19. I was super, super young. So and he wasn't much older. So we didn't really know how to be married or any of that. So we fought a lot. And my roommates, of course, I got a kick out of it because who doesn't love anybody else's drama but your own? I mean, right. Totally. Everybody's drama is better than your own. <laughs> um, so we would always, you know, it was nice to have them to a degree because you know, it was great. But that's when things kind of started getting weird because like all of a sudden, like my closet light in my, my room was staying on. And I knew for a fact I turned it off. Mm -hmm. I thought I was just being weird. I'm like, oh, that's not real. That's not real. Like I don't, no, no, no. But then, uh, you know, my ex and I, we had gotten into a huge argument and my roommate came home and we were talking about it. We were just chilling in the room and I was still kind of nonchalantly packing stuff. I had like two or three weeks before my move. And so I was like, all right, you know, like, I'm still going to move. I still don't want to do this on my own. But we're talking. And then one of our neighbors, she lived across the street, was also a really good friend and really good support of ours. She's much more religious than I ever was in my life or even to this day. And she's got some kiddos and she had some paranormal stories for days. But this, this particular day, I'd gotten into argument. Roommate's there. We're laughing, trying to just shake it all off, packing up the room. Well, the neighbor comes over and... She's like, hey, what are y'all doing? Like, she's just really weird. And we're like, what's wrong with you? She's like, I can't, like, come in your room. Okay. And we're like, what? what do you mean you can't come into the room? Like, what? She's like, that's not me right here. Something's not right. This isn't going to work. And so, like, my roommate and I, we look at each other like, this girl is fucking tripping. Like, what's wrong with her? Right. And she's older than we are. You know, like, roommate and I, we went to school together. The neighbor was, like, probably old enough to be, like, our oldest sister. Mm. Maybe not quite mom, but definitely oldest sister. And she kind of treated us like her little sister. She always looked out for us. And we were like, man, that ain't normal. Why is she biting like that? 
Hmm. So whatever. So she like bolts out of the house, like turns around and just darts. So we're like, what is she doing? So we follow naturally. Of course. What are you doing? Right. Um, and then we follow her across the street to her house and she's like rummaging through stuff. We're like, what are you, okay. what is going on? She's not answering questions. Like she's kind of mumbling things and almost like speaking in tongues, but I won't go as far as saying that because it definitely wasn't that creepy. It was just weird in the moment. Still creepy she's though. She's like, what is she, like she's rummaging through her kitchen cabinets. And so finally like she hands me like a coffee filter and she's like, hold your hands out. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So I hand out, <laughs> hold my hands out and she puts a coffee filter in my hands and she starts pouring like this salt shit in there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? She's like, you need this. You just need this. Something is after you. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is she talking about? And so she finds like these other things, like one of those protection candles um, with one of the saints on it. To this day, I have no idea what saint it is because I was never Catholic. So I don't really know any of that stuff. But whatever. She hands me this candle and she starts spouting off all the rules about like lighting these candles. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so she's like tripping and she's like, well, listen, like there are energies and they're attached to you. Mm. I was like, energy? So what does that mean? Like, I'm young. I had no, I don't know nothing about this. I'm not religious. I don't know nothing about energies, especially. Like, the only thing I knew was Jesus. I didn't know nothing else. So I was like, okay. right. like what the fuck does she mean by energy? I'm like, what? <laughs> Science? Like, Science. Yeah, like, I don't know, right? So I'm like, okay. So I'm holding my hand. I'm holding my little coffee filter full of salt. And <laughs> she's like, okay, well, we got we to gotta go, like, cleanse your room. I'm like, what? Cleanse my room? All right. So we go back across the street. This bitch starts throwing this fucking salt around my room. And so I'm getting irritated. I'm like, this bitch is fucking with me. Like, she ain't, this is not funny. You know, I'm like, she just doesn't want me to move. Like, it's a fucking prank. Like, no, what the fuck? But she is, like, very visibly, like, distraught. Like, looking back on it, I see her face, and she's, she was a very dark complexioned woman. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't. Like, she was definitely lost a lot of color. Like, she was not okay. And she's, like, saying these little prayers, and I'm like, girl... I'm like, girl, why is she doing this? What is happening? And she's like, I don't know. I've never seen this happen. It's like my roommate and I are tripping. She's throwing salt all over my fucking room. And I'm just like, everything's covered in fucking salt. <laughs> I'm like, there was a little coffee filter, like a normal coffee filter. And she's just throwing it everywhere. So I'm like, whatever. Okay, fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Like Olaf would tell me, this is fine. Everything makes sense when you're older. This shit still doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like, I don't understand. So then she's like, okay, do you remember what I told you about the candles? I'm like, no, I just witnessed a fucking murder of a salt block in my bedroom. And so she's like, all right, well, this candle, Saint whoever, is supposed to protect you. I'm going to light it for you because I want to protect you from whatever's after you. I'm like, okay, all right, this is fine. No, that's not, was not fine. She's like, do not let the flame go out. Dead serious, just like, do not let this flame go out. Like, this bitch is crazy. It's like five o'clock in the evening, you know, like, in Texas, it starts to get dark between, like, 6.30, 7.30, somewhere in there around this time of year. Right. But, like, it's still fucking daylight out. Like, hot. It's October. Like, what the fuck? All right. I'll keep this candle going. So then I'm like, all right, fine. But why the fuck did you do any of this? She's like, okay, well, we're going to let that salt sit, and I need to talk to you. We need to figure out what's going on. Like, you need to tell me everything. And so I'm like, I don't, everything of what? She's like, have you been in contact with demons? Like, What? <laughs> No, I've never been in contact with demons. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I just caught one up the other day. <laughs> just chit-chat, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so my roommate decides to kind of, like, step in a little bit. And granted, she did have, like, a couple of totes, maybe, of, like, her things in the closet. Like, I was young. I decided on a whim to move out of my dad's house. So, like, I was just like, you know, I'm moving out. I'm going to go live with my friend because if I got to pay bills for Hugh, I'm going to pay bills where I don't have rules. 
right, dumbest right. decision of life. <laughs> the rules would have saved me from a lot. And uh, but you know, assault, for sure. from from assault to assault. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this is fine. So she starts talking. Come to find out, in one of those totes was this Ouija board. Mm. And I'm like, I know nothing about Ouija boards. I'm like, I don't believe in like this weird stuff, man. This isn't shit that happens. Oh, girl, though, the neighbor freaked. She's like, no, 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 no. You mean to fucking tell me that you have a Ouija board up in there with this pregnant woman? She's pregnant. Excuse the fuck out of you, but she is pregnant and you have that shit in her fucking closet? She's like, has anything happened to you? So now she's like babying me. Tell me everything. Have you noticed anything fucking weird? I'm like, what? I mean, like the closet light stays on. And she's like, oh, really? You know, and then she like, you know, pettily looks over at old roommate and was like, mm-hmm, yeah, see, you done fucked up, girl. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, here we go. So like it comes out, you know, like there's this Ouija board. Fun fact about the Ouija board, though, is that another friend of ours, like her and I were at the Spencer's with the fucking worst place. Like that shit's not real from Spencer's. We were together when it was purchased. Like I didn't purchase said Ouija board. Like a friend of ours did, gave it to our roommate for like a birthday and like, fucking she was like 12 13 14 like early high school so i'm like she's had this damn thing for like four or five years but it comes out that she had claimantly used it oh frequently 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 claiming that she was talking to um a friend of hers that had passed um in a fire and i'm like i didn't know the person personally um but from all the stories i've heard about this guy was that you know he was pretty like lived his life to the fullest like yes he he passed away young but i'm like he ain't hanging on he's not sticking around i'm like i do know right. like a lost soul or a ghost or whatever is typically has like unfinished business this person that i know of did not have unfinished business right 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 to my knowledge i don't know i could be wrong but when she told me this i was like you are not there's no way there's no way you're talking to this person and i'm like skeptical i'm like you're not actually talking to anybody you're making it up you know like it's right. me I'm like you're you're moving the little thing on its own. And she's like, no, I'm not. Whatever. So, you know, like the roommate and the neighbor are just like going at it. And I'm like, I don't understand what this means for me, but all right. <laughs> but, you know, the neighbor had told us a couple of stories about, you know, experiences that she had had or that she was aware of in her personal life or her family and how crazy things had gotten. And she had told me various things about how things had happened as far as Um, like the sheets like her grandmother or something like that like an older woman in her family had was like almost strangled or something oh my god from like a ouija board by the sheet Uh, and like i'm like this is crazy like i don't know and like all this i'm like i don't know like y'all are crazy as hell this is not happening right so denial yeah i'm in 100 (laughs) percent denial and like at this point like oh my whole life changes over like the course of like two years from there and i'm just like no this bitch crazy (laughs) oh i know so then from there, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, well, we have to, we have to get it away from you. So the neighbor tells the roommate to get the fucking Ouija board out of the house, but to do it strategically. I don't really know exactly like how to dispose of a Ouija board or whatever, but apparently there's a whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. like a whole thing, like cut it, burn it, separate locations, like all sorts of crazy stuff. Like I just don't know. And I was never attached to said Ouija board. So I'm like, I'm fucking good. (laughs) I didn't touch that thing. Like, I didn't purchase it. I didn't use it. Like, no. Nothing for me. Right. I guess I was wrong. Because for whatever reason, apparently it attached itself to me. So she gets rid of it, to my knowledge. I haven't heard anything of the Ouija board since that day. Hmm. Honestly. I think we might have talked about it a couple more times. But nothing that really stood out. So apparently she gets rid of it. And the neighbor was like, I don't think she's going to get rid of it. 
And I'm like, why? Because she thinks she's talking to somebody who's worth something to her. That means something. I'm like, mm. okay. Well, then you should have a chat with her because this is not for me. Like, I'm not doing this. But she's like, just remember your candle. Whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay. Well, of course, my bitch ass did not sleep that of, night. Of course. Right. It was like, I'm not sleeping. So I'm watching like fucking reruns of Nip Tuck or some shit. Closet lights on, closet doors open. Because I'm like, I fucking know the doors open. So ain't nothing going to be in there moving about. And I'm not going to know it. I'm not going to freak out. The light is on so I can see shit. Right. The light turns on anyway. Right. Whether I turn it on or not. And it's one of those pull string lights. So it's not even like a flick. It's a pull string. Like you have to yank the bitch down to pull it on. Huh. You know? So I'm like, all right. Okay. Whatever. So it's like, all right. I'm not fucking sleeping. So I'm laying there. And at like some point I start to get drowsy. Mm. And I'm like, all right. Maybe I'll just go to sleep. But then every time I'd start to kind of doze off, I'd freak out. And I'm like, oh my God, but what if something comes to get me? Like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to even dream about. Because dreams are a whole nother fucking ball game. So I'm like, oh right. No. <laughs> So then I'm like, as a child, I was raised Christian. Um, and I was always told, you know, like, your Bible can be, like, your saving grace. Like, there's, like, verses and whatever's in there that will make you feel better. You right. know, about, you know, like, you're never alone. And, you know, when you're afraid, pray to me. Look to me. Right. You know, and my parents had always told me, you know, when you're scared or you're having nightmares, to put your Bible under your pillow. Because okay. it's like sleeping with Jesus in a very non-sexual way. Um, but, you know, it's like sleeping with somebody who's going to protect you. You know, and having somebody there to guide you. I'm like, all right, well, that's what I'm about to bug and do. Like, at this point, so much had happened in my life. I was really questioning a lot of spirituality stuff anyway. That was the only thing I grew up knowing and believing. So I was like, we're going to fucking do it. Because I still had my leather-bound Bible. that yeah, I, I had. I still have mine. Right? Like, <laughs> I still have it. Like, I don't really believe, really. I don't know what I believe. But hands down, like, I don't have mine. I don't think anymore. But I could be wrong. And if I do, I'll have to find it to show you. Um, but, <laughs> you know, we might have to use it. <laughs> May God be with you. Anywho. So, yeah. So, I'm like, all right. So, I'm going to grab this Bible. You know, it's just on my little little thing. I didn't have a lot of books, but it's on my little baby bookshelf. I grab it, and I'm like, all right, cool. So, I opened it up. Like, I hadn't opened it since maybe, like, I don't know, junior high, middle school-ish. So, I opened it up, and I'm kind of looking. And, yeah, there's a bunch of little verses and stuff in there. And I was like, all right. Still not quite feeling this, but it's better than what I had. Which and I didn't, nothing. Which was nothing, which was a fucking candle and some salt everywhere, you know? So, like, it's not, not a good time. But I'm watching Nip Tuck trying to, like, keep my mind off of weird shit like that because Nip Tuck was wild. And so I'm like, all right, this is fine. Yeah. So, I, like, I doze off and for, like, a couple minutes and I jolt back awake. The fucking light is off in the closet. Oh, shit. I was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, the roommates are fucking with me. They're fucking with me. The TV's still on. And I was like, well, I think if they would have come in and out, click the pull string light, I would have fucking heard something. Right. I didn't hear shit. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. But I was not about to get out of my bed and go turn it back on. There was no way in fuck I'm not leaving my bed. Like, whoever's here is going to come out from under the bed and yank my ankles. So I'm like, totally. no, yeah. they're going to get you. you Horror can't, story shit. Yeah, yeah, you cannot leave the bed. That's like... <clears throat> Dumb decision number one in every horror movie. Don't fucking oh, yeah. move. Yeah. Don't give it away that you know what's going on. Because you right. know shit. And you're like, well, I don't know. This is weird. When you're oblivious, <laughs> nothing happens. That's true. <laughs> it's when you start to fucking plan out what's my escape plan. So I'm like, no, I'm going to fucking sit right here. I got my Bible. So now I'm like, I'm holding said Bible. I'm like, we're bitch. We're going to fuck sleep. We're going to sleep. We're going to get through this shit. I have no idea what time it is. No fucking clue. But it's darker than fuck. I'm like, all right. I fall asleep again. Like I doze off. And when I come back, I'm like, awake. the TV is now off. And I'm like, oh, sleep timer. I've never used a fucking sleep timer on my TV in my whole life. 
So why the fuck? I thought, call sleep timer. I just turned myself off. Then I look over and I'm like, oh, the candle's still going. So it's fine. Then it does off again. This time I'm like, and I'm pregnant. So like, I'm always been a belly sleeper. So I'm trying to like be comfy on my stomach, but you can't not when you're like fucking about to pop pregnant. There ain't no way. So I'm like trying to like lay on my side. I can't get comfortable. And they tell you not to lay on your back. You can't lay on your side. You can't fucking do any of this shit. So you're not comfortable <laughs> anyway. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I don't know. So I'm like kind of like halfway sitting up and I'm like, I can't sleep like that either. So somehow I doze back off and it felt like for fucking ever. Like I was done. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm done. We're getting some sleep. Right. But then I felt like something was on me. Oh, no. Like suffocating me. It was sitting like on my fucking chest and I'm like is something wrong? Like, what's going on? And so now I'm like, I can't fucking move. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm freaking the fuck out internally because I can't speak. I can't move. It's pitch black. And I swear to God, my eyes were open. And I'm like, I couldn't see anything. There's nothing. And remember, the candle was still fucking burning. Last I had seen it, the candle was still on. So if there was something and my eyes was actually open, I could see something. Right. So I'm like, and it clearly is not my roommate's fucking with me. I'm like, is this panic? Am I having an anxiety attack? In the middle of my fucking sleep? I don't know. Because I also don't remember having any sort of dreams. Like, it just was black. It was just black. And I'm a very dream-filled person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. And you're pregnant, so your dreams are fucking stupider and wilder when you're pregnant. And I'm like, I don't remember shit. So I was like, all right, this is fine. But now I can't fucking breathe. Like, it was no longer, like, like a heavy weight on my chest. It was like something was trying to fucking crush me. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So, like, I can't breathe. I can't move. I can't nothing. But... For some reason, like the Bible was no longer under my fucking pillow. It is in my hand and I can feel that there is something in my hand and it was like a leather bound book. And I was like, that's my Bible. That's my Bible. So I'm gripping it hard. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, I can't do anything. And it's like, you know, everybody has this dream of you can't move. Everybody has this dream, quote unquote. And it's like sleep paralysis. Everybody goes through this at some point. And I'm like, no, 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 something ain't fucking right. Like, this isn't normal. Like, I am very much coherent and I can function. I can think about what I need to do, but I can't do it. And the whole time I'm like, I'm about to die. Like 100%. Like something was like crushing my fucking chest. I said, oh God, this isn't good. This isn't good. So I'm freaking out and I'm just gripping harder and harder and harder and trying to form words like to come out. I'm like, yell for my roommates. Cause I mean, they're on the other side of the house, but I'm so fucking scared and they're probably tripping too. Right. Because of everything that just happened. <laughs> right. And they're probably like not even asleep. And then finally, I fucking just like burst open. And it was like I could breathe again. And the words that escaped my mouth fucking caused these roommates to wake up and come rushing in. Like, what the fuck is going on? And by the time they get there, I'm bawling. Like, I have no idea what's going on. The words that escape me are the power of Christ compels you. Dead fucking serious. I never heard nobody use this shit, like, in a fucking sentence before, like, other than talking about, like, the exorcisms and shit. Right. You know, like, fucking throwing holy water and, like, the cross at everybody. I'm like, I've never, those words never come out of my mouth. So where the fuck, why did they just burst out of me? It was like the Bible was, like, seeping into my veins from me gripping it so hard. And, of course, the roommates come bursting in. Everything's pitch black. That candle is off. The candle is out. There's no fan. There's no draft. There's no nothing. It's October in Texas. We don't really have the heat or the AC running most of the time at that point. There's no draft. There's nothing. So they're fucking tripping. I am like just crying, shaking because by the time they come running in, the closet light turns on. 
Oh, hell I'm no. like, oh my fucking God. So I'm fucking tripping. And I'm like, I can't fucking be here. Like, I gotta go. I gotta get the fuck out of here. And so I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And it's like three, between three and 5 a.m. Somewhere in there. The witching hours. It's probably 3.33. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what time it was. But at the time, like, my mom and I didn't really have the greatest relationship back then. Um, just, like, we kind of just had separate paths. You know, like, my mom had rediscovered a lot of new things about herself. And, you know, I didn't live with her. So, like, it was just, like, whatever. But the only person I could think of calling was my mom, who is now a very spiritual being. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Who the fuck else is awake this, like, late slash early in the day? On, like, a random day in the week. Like, it was, like, a fucking Tuesday. Definitely your fucking mom. Definitely <laughs> mom, right? Yeah. So, I'm like... I gotta call my mom. And when I call her, like, she was so panicked. And I'm like, naturally, any parent that gets a phone call at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning from a child is gonna be a little panicked. Oh, for sure. But she wasn't sleeping. You know, like, you didn't Mm -hmm. have that, oh, hello. There was none of that. It was, what the fuck is going on? Are you fucking okay? Where's, are are you and the baby fine? Mm. Like, is this you? Like, she She was worried that somebody was calling on behalf of me. Mm. So she was tripping. And I was like, mom, I don't know what to fucking do, but, like, something just tried to attack me. She said, come over so I show up at her fucking house at whatever goddamn time, three something in the morning. And, you know, she has all her stuff going, all her spiritual stuff. She's like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't feel you anymore. Like, I couldn't sense you. Like, something was, like, not okay. Like, what happened? And I'm, like, still audibly, like, visibly everything. I'm just fucking fucked up. And she's like, you have to tell me. Like, I don't know what's going on. But she started pulling out these, like, protection stones. She's putting them in a baggie. She's, like, cleansing them in the moonlight. All this other crazy shit that I have nothing about. I'm like, I have just gone through, like, every fucking religion in the planet over this one instance. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I just witnessed an assault assault in my bedroom. (laughs) And now this bitch is putting fucking stones in a bag in the moon. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm confused as shit. But what the fuck ever? And so I'm telling her, like, trying to like, get bits and pieces of it out. And she's like, I knew something wasn't okay. But she's like, I didn't want to call. I didn't want to call you because I didn't want to think, like, well, you know, I didn't want to sound like a crazy person. Which, naturally, because any other time, I'd be like, you are fucking crazy. That shit don't make no sense. I am fucking fine. You know? Like, right. anytime my mom has been, like, worried about me, I'm like, bitch, I'm okay. But she's like, no, I've never had this feeling. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, we have her come over. She gives me, like, the stones and all this other shit. And it's like, things just weren't quite the same after that. And then a couple weeks later, I leave. I move. I'm like, I'm gone. Never heard nothing about the Ouija board. None of that shit. I moved to North Carolina for like three-ish, four-ish months or so. I came back. I lived with a couple of friends. And then I finally got my own place. And this was right before my son's brain surgery. Because the whole time, like, I had Tristan. He was born early. Um, Not like a scary amount of time early, but like three or four weeks early. Um, But he was full-sized. Like, he was eight pounds at, like, a month early. And, like, that's that's kind of weird because that doesn't really happen. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah. I remember. Like, when he was born, he yeah. was a full-term-sized baby. Huh. But he wasn't due until, like, after Christmas. Because hmm. I was pissed. Like, how do you have a Christmas kid? Right. No, nobody does. No, we don't have Christmas kids. <laughs> you know? Like, no, we don't do that. And so I'm like, all right, well, whatever. But, like, from the doctor's point of view, they were like, we had your conception date wrong. And I'm like, no, the fuck you didn't. <laughs> no you didn't I know when and where I was doing shit with my husband who was deployed like shut the fuck up mm. you know like it happened right before he deployed right after we got married right, right, right. I'm like uh, no that's not how this worked so that all fucking happened and like Tristan like he never slept like he was never okay right and he had it was like he had a separation anxiety but it wasn't quite 
what you would think of when you think separation anxiety in a child. Mm-hmm. Anybody could fucking hold the kid. He just wanted to be held. And I'm like, okay. But mostly, he just didn't want to lay down. Like, he couldn't lay flat at all. If you laid him flat, he was going to freak out. And, like, bloody murder screams like somebody was trying to kill him. And you think that was because of the tumor? Well, I mean, that's what, like, I mean, so it took us a year and some change. So, like, February. So he was, like, 14-ish months old. Uh, was at the time that we finally got an MRI done because that whole year he slept worse than a newborn. Mm. Like he would sleep for like an hour or two at a time, like laying flat, if at all. And Poor other kid. than that, it was, he was up and he was screaming and they told us to try everything, cry it out, stop feeding him or give him more food or give him the cereal, give him oatmeal, do all these things, push him onto fucking solid foods. Right. Um, they wanted us to do all these different things. And like none of it fucking worked. So it was like, this is fine. So eventually we moved forward from there. And so we finally got a new doctor who was like, all right, let's do an MRI because his head size, like the, you know, they measure the around their head, the cir- circumference of the head. Is that what it is? I don't know. Whatever. They measure sure. around their yeah. Yeah, <laughs> math. I don't do that. So they take the little thing and they measure around their head and to determine like how like their growth is. So the growth of like the actual head. So his was always like off the charts. And at some point when infants are growing, it's supposed to like plateau out. Mm. Like it follows a curve. Like most everything else as you're growing like you start to follow a curve of like an average of everybody but his just continued to go and so the doctors of course were a little concerned they were like oh it must be like water on the brain because that's like the most common thing for this and we're like okay so let's do an mri we do an mri we found out there is the cyst right um and so she was like immediately let's get you to neuro and all this other stuff we had to switch pcms at the time um because my ex-husband got out of the marines at that point um so we switched pcms we did all that we got all of his referrals in and the neurosurgeon looked at everything and they were like, well, we do have to do surgery on this. And they gave us a couple options and we we're like, all right, well, let's do, let's go with the craniotomy. I don't want the shunt. I don't want anything that's not supposed to be in his head in his head. Right. I didn't like that. He was too young. And I, we asked all the right questions and we decided that that was the best choice for us when you have a one-year-old child yeah. who can't tell you, I don't feel good. Right. You know, all he does is scream and cry. Right. When, and when he's fine, he's fine. But anytime he tried to sleep, he wouldn't. So we go through that on my 21st birthday. He goes and he has the brain surgery and everything's seemingly okay. But we spend anywhere from like four or five days or so in the ICU, maybe not quite that long, but we spent most of the time after the surgery in the ICU and he started developing like these tremors or seizures, hmm. but they weren't suing anything on like the, whatever it is that they use to like measure a seizure. It's like an EEG or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a freaking doctor. <laughs> So I don't know. So they medical know. shit, medical shit. I don't know. I didn't go to school for that. So they, they do all this and nothing is like registering. Like there's nothing like coming up as a tremor. Hmm. There's nothing coming up as a seizure. And so they wrote it off. And I mean, it seemed like he was okay. Cause he was actually sleeping. They took him off the morphine pretty fast. You know, he's the baby, you know, so they don't keep him on that stuff for long. Right. And he recovers well, everything's fine. You know, I had, you know, moved into my new apartment. All that stuff is fine. Like I took like 30 days off of work cause I didn't know what was going to happen? Like, how long does an infant need after brain surgery? So, I mean, I scheduled a month off work. And I'm like, after that first week of being home, after the week of the hospital, everything was mostly okay. He wasn't eating. And when he did eat, he'd puke. And so we took him to the doctor. They got that handled. Everything was fine. So we're like, all right, this is cool. This is fine. But then shit got weird again. Mm. And so now I'm like living by myself. I don't know what's going on. But my son is in his room. He's in a big boy bed now. And he's in there cracking up. Like, the funniest shit in the world happened. That I'm like, what? 
Because okay. he's like not even two. Right. I'm like, yeah, like kids are goofy. And I have a toddler who's that age right now. And she'd be in her room talking to herself sometimes. Right, right, right. So it freaks me the fuck out. I'm sure it does. And I'm like, could she be there talking to herself? But I have a baby monitor and I have the video monitor so I can see that there ain't shit in there that I can see. I mean, but right. Whatever. I'm like, I don't know if they make themselves visible to me, but neither here nor there. So I'm like, what is he laughing about? So I go in his room, I turn the light on, and he's sitting up, just sitting in his bed, laughing. Like, girl, like tears, like the funniest shit he's ever seen in his life. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I'm like, what is so funny? Like, he's always been super smart. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? And he's pointing at this truck. Well, I didn't realize, realize it was the truck at first, but he's pointing over to his bookshelf where he's got his books and a couple of his remote control vehicles. Mm-hmm. He loved those motherfuckers. Most boys do, right? I mean, right. Well, I fucking do. I'll play with that shit right now. I mean, for like, real. Break it out. Where they at? <laughs> like, let's do it. I don't keep them anymore. Oh, right, right, right. We don't have RC cars in my house. <laughs> so we're like... All right, dude. Like, you got to just go to bed. Like, lay down. I lay him down, put him to bed, turn off the light, walk out. He starts cracking up again. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, go to sleep. I'm, like, watching SVU or something. You know, like, watching something stupid on TV. But I'm, like, not even 20 feet from, like, his bedroom door. Like, I can see his bedroom door. The light turns on. I'm like, how the fuck does the light turn on? He can't reach it. He's not even, like, two. And so... I'm like, maybe I'm seeing shit. Like, I blinked, looked back, the light was off. So I'm like, maybe I'm just seeing shit. Maybe it was like a reflection. Crazy I'm like, I'm seeing shit. <laughs> and so then, like, he's cracking up laughing again. I'm like, what the fuck is he laughing about? So then I go in there. Again, I'm like, what the hell is so damn funny? Because this ain't funny. Like, you need to go to sleep. It's like fucking midnight. It's hella late for, like, an infant to be awake. So i like, right, what's so funny? And he's pointing, and he starts saying truck. Truck, truck, truck. And I'm like, all right. Well, I'm going to take the truck with me since it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I'm going to take it with me. Right. So I take it and whatever. I turn off the light. I walk out. I set the damn truck like right outside of his room, which is kind of like by like the kitchen. So I set it on the floor. And then I start hearing shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So the fucking wheels of the truck are spinning, but the fucking thing ain't moving. Okay. I'm like, hold up. What? And, like, we know that, like, those cheap-ass RC vehicles or whatever, like, they're easily controlled by something else in the area. And that maybe it's maybe it's spinning, and it seems like it's spinning pretty fast, but it doesn't have a good connection. So I'm like, maybe that's all it is. I'll turn the motherfucker off. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm like, gonna, all right, so it's fucking off. Let me just cut all the wires. At this Put point. it back down. I'm like, that's fucking weird. But at this point, I'm still not, not quite tripping. Well, then it happens again. The wheels are spinning, and it's not moving. And I know for a fucking fact I turned it off. Mm. So then I take the batteries out. I'm like, fuck this. Get a screwdriver, take the batteries out. I'm like, yeah, nice try. Nice try. <laughs> fuck y'all. <laughs> Whoever's got your fucking car. You're like, y'all ain't fucking with me. I ain't freaking out today. So the batteries out, and I just set the batteries down on the counter, whatever. And you'd think that I would tell you it's going to do it again, but it didn't. Mm. Nothing, nothing else happened with the truck. Cool. Very cool. Right. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. It was somebody else, right? But then my son freaks out. Like, he is screaming bloody murder like he did when he was an infant. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I immediately, I jump off the couch because, of course, I'm still watching my shit. Fucking jump up and I burst into his room and I flip the light on and he's sitting in his bed, just sitting there. 
crying, screaming like something is dying, like something in him, like something ain't right. And when you have a child who has had like a fucking, I don't know, a craniotomy, like you really freak when they're in pain. Right. And I'm like, it had been months though. Like maybe, maybe like no more than six months, I'd say. I don't really know, but whatever. And I'm like, what? Because he's never had another issue. So I'm like trying to console him and I'm trying not to get him out of bed because they teach you when you're training your kids not to take them out of their bed, keep them in their bed because maybe it's just like a separation thing. Right. But I couldn't. Like he was so, uh, he was just so far gone. I was like, no, no, no. I, I grabbed him. And so we go out into the living room and I'm holding him and I'm holding him and I'm like rocking him back and forth and he is just not okay. Still screaming. Most toddlers, when you grab them and they had a nightmare or whatever. And I know this because of my daughter who's currently a toddler. Right. If she was crying in her bed and I go in there and I get her, she calms down. Like, she relaxes. She's not so tense. She's like, my mom's got me. Right. You know, this yeah. is mom. Like, this is my home. I'm safe here. Tristan never did. Like, he never let up. He just kept screaming and screaming and screaming. And so, like, I'm like, okay, what is it? So, I set him down in front of me, like, on the coffee table. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, Tristan, baby, what happened? Like, are you okay? Does something hurt? And I'm trying to talk to him, but he's not quite that coherent. Right, right, right. And I look at his face, and he has this big-ass mark right on his cheek. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because oh, we've been home all fucking day. Right. Like, he, I didn't work that day. I've been, you know, chilling. Didn't work. He wasn't with anybody else. It was just me and him. I gave him a bath. I would have noticed this motherfucker on the side of his face. I'm like, I may not be the most observant parent all the time, but I would have noticed this mark across my child's face. What did it look like? Looked like something bit him. It looked like a fucking bite mark. 100%. The perfect outline of a bite mark. But Holy shit. think about this. If you were going to bite somebody, would you turn your whole face like 90 degrees and bite somebody? Uh, if you were just going to bite somebody, would it be at like a 90 degree angle? Like that's not fucking like a perfect turn it. Like yeah. a horizontal bite mark is what it was. That's like it wasn't like an up and down like vertical where you had like the top teeth and the bottom teeth, top and bottom. No, it was left and fucking right. So it was like a perfect circle. Like you could tell that there were teeth marks. Yeah, it was bite marks. 100%. Holy Because there was shit. even the separation. Like, you know, like if you bite, bite your skin right now, hard enough to leave the indent, you have the separation in your hand. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. J- just for the record, I, I did just bite myself. <laughs> she did. She, bought, she, she bit herself. <laughs> so it, like, there was a separation there and like the perfect little like ovals, however you would describe it, semi-circles, where the teeth were. But they were small. And it was like, wait, what? And I'm like, for like, the fucking record, I didn't bite my own child. Right, and he didn't bite himself. And he couldn't have bit himself because his bite mark is on the side of his face. It's on his cheek. That's so obviously, he didn't do this. Fucking creepy, dude. And oh it was just like the weirdest shit. So what do I do? I call my fucking mom. Of course. And like her and I live even closer together now. So she's like, I'm on my fucking way. She comes out with like her sage. She does the cleansing of the house. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this isn't okay. Because, like, little things would happen here and there, but nothing that drastic or really memorable to me. Like, this was, like, the starting point was when I was pregnant. Right. And then the ending point. Because nothing has really happened since then. Hmm. Not paranormal-wise, anyway. Other than... <laughs> my child is crazy. Like, he is bipolar. They diagnosed him bipolar. He's about to be 10. He's been fighting this shit since he was little. Like, he doesn't keep friends. He has struggles with school, like all these other things. And I've talked to several friends, like after joining the military, like my friends group really grew and we're never in the same place at the same time. So normally we start getting on the topics and we're talking to one another from distances. Right. 
And I was FaceTiming one of my friends that I made actually in boot camp. And, you know, she's pagan Wiccan lifestyle. And she always took a liking to me and to my mom and to my son. Like, she was always really cool with us. And, like, just off that, boom, like, instant friends. And I'm like, that's cool, because I feel like I have that a lot. Why, why haven't I met this person? I don't know, but she's really cool, honestly. She's really, she's, she's a dope person. But um, we were talking to, like, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning one night. And somehow we were talking about paranormal stuff. And I told her, and I told the story a couple times. But this one in particular, because I know, like, she could remember this shit. And she has a, a deeper connection to me. Uh, more than just like a friendship like she like spiritually was connected to me somehow some way and she seen the lights flicker behind me mm. like we were like facetiming and she seen the lights flicker and then she was like i'm pretty sure my lights flickered too i was like bitch take breath german she's like no i'm not and i was like okay so funny fucking story is that i've told this story a lot over like the last couple years and something weird happens almost every time i tell the story except for lately and i'm like what the fuck because bro if weird shit starts happening <laughs> like if these lights flicker right now we burning the bitch down 100 percent. yeah f- fuck your house you could just come live with me it's fine on the cliff it's fine yeah, on the cliff <laughs> don't tell people where i live <laughs> <laughs> it's on the cliff and then what he knows i didn't know i still don't really know <laughs> i still don't really know you know something like i mean it was just it was like one of those weird things that i've always wondered if a lot of the things that he goes through like did this fucking thing when i was pregnant attach itself because the neighbor she swore up and down. She's like, the reason that you are so susceptible to this type of stuff is you're pregnant with a boy and you struggle spiritually. Like you don't really know quite where you belong, but you're not closed minded. Right. And I've never been a closed minded person. And she's like, and that is like a real gateway for bad things to come about your life. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, she's fucking crazy. But looking back on it, she was hundred percent right. Because I'm like, that's how shit happens. Like, whether it's paranormal or, like, normal life shit. Like, when you're an open-minded person, the weirdest shit happens to you. Because you allow it. You <laughs> welcome it in. Let's go. Yeah. Crazier the better. So, I'm like, no. That's definitely, that's definitely how that went down. <laughs> so, just so everyone knows that, that, dun, 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 whatever in the background, that's actually her son. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> that's, that's him. He, he's a good kid, though. I mean... Yeah, except on certain days when you know it's not him. He wakes up and is he don't look like him. That's he don't look like him at all. That's scary. And I've I've been saying that for years. And I mean that's finally why like because I started voicing and advocating more for him mental health wise. Which I'm yeah. like it's still crazy that a child this young has this many mental health problems. Because I mean has he gone through a lot in his life? Absolutely more than what most people have in their entire life yeah. in his not even ten years yet. Right. So yeah, he's gone through quite a bit. And I'm like, it's nothing that's, that's like abnormal. Other than the craniotomy. Right. That's like really the only like pfft, random thing. But like, you know, I, my ex-husband and I split. I got remarried. I had another kid. Eight years later. You know, like I didn't have a kid when he was a baby. You know, like we had a baby eight years later. And it's just, it's been weird. And there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Just sometimes he wakes up and he's different. But like a lot of people think that when we decided to do the craniotomy and mess with that cyst. That whatever the hell attached itself to him when I was pregnant was not okay. Hmm. And it was altered. And I'm like, is that a thing? So I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing. So it's a thing. I need to know. I don't know if it's a thing. So would... Now I'm not necessarily suggesting that it would be me or anything. But like, would you be open to like exploring 
<sighs> holy <know>. water <laughs> holy water like put I it in mean, a spray bottle i have some at the house i can bring it by but you should have brought it today i actually forgot it <laughs> i looked at it and was like man i need to grab that and then i forgot it it's still on my altar so. You know why though? It's because there's a demon that's possessed my child, and that is. Not, oh my god! It like went into your mind. <laughs> uh, that's brain waves. Scary. Don't say that. That freaks me out. I did have nightmares last night, so mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like weird things happen around here. Weird things. Like he used to really not sleep. He would like. I thought he was sleepwalking. He wasn't sleepwalking. He would tell you exactly what he did. But like he's written letters to the devil and got suspended for it at school. To the fucking devil. Who the fuck does that? Uh, my child. That's who my child. Well, in all fairness, though, I mean, so just just hear me out now. All right, let's go. Hear me out. Okay. So, I mean, we all know the devil as like, you know, that red pitchfork holding right. evil guy that's just... Flames, like, fire, fire, burning hell. Right, yeah. yeah, you know, because as gro- growing up in Christian households... That's what you're taught, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what you're taught, you know? But, I mean, and I'm not necessarily defending him, but... Oh, um, no. <laughs> The satanic church, actually, so satanists, a lot of people are like, oh my god, satanists, like, they... Like, scary. Wor- they worship, yeah, scary, yeah. they worship the devil, and they're fucking pure evil and shit, but actually, believe it or not... Uh, Satanists believe in a lot of um, really good things. They're pro-choice in a lot of ways, and they believe in, like, feminism and, like, all these... They they basically Mm. believe in free will. They believe in... Like, do you, boo-boo. Yeah, do you, basically. Right. So it's like... Like, we're not over here slicing people's heads off and fucking throwing them in... Now, I mean, every single... Sacrificial. Right. Every single religion has radicals. Every single one has, like, those extremists. You're like, that, the fuck is going on here? We right, don't do this. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, so, sure. I mean, I don't, were they kind letters? No. <laughs> and you know what? I have pictures of this stuff. And I'm going to have to send it. Like, you're going to have to see some of this shit. Because the pictures, like, girl, they fucking, like, suspended him from school. I had to take him to the ER and get him psych, psych cleared. They admitted him. They didn't clear him. They admitted him for two weeks into the psych unit again. Because yes. we've done that. But the letters were like, dear devil, you're so cool, and you should teach me your ways so we can kill everybody and take over the world. Like, this crazy shit. Like, radical. Rad. Totally rad. It was fucking weird. And I'm like, who does that shit? At, like, nine. And I'm not religious. Like, he's not, he's not being raised in a Christian household. Right, so it's like, how did he Like, we don't go to church two or three times a week. Like, he's not learning, oh, the devil is bad. Oh, the devil kills everybody. Like, that's not what he's learning. Or at least not for me. But we do know that fucking kids talk. Yeah, that's true. And kids talk about weird shit. Weird shit. That is true. Just fucking listen to them on those video games. It's Dude. weird. Yo, yeah. Video games for weird. sure. But also, I mean, I learned what sex was from some kid in my kindergarten class. How he, do they know what sex is? I don't know. I didn't ask. But like, I didn't know to ask. Right. Like, exactly. Okay. I didn't know to ask. But he just cool. came to school and was like, yo, do y'all know what sex is? And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> no. What the like, fuck? What is that? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah kids, kids do talk about weird shit. So, who knows, really? I mean, touche. But we can test it. <laughs> we can totally test it. We, we can, see we what can explore some options there. I'm um, like, what? But see, I think my thing, what if it's real? You know? I mean, at this point, are you... I mean, I feel like it's probably real. Yeah. Like, at this point, after would everything that you just sat here and told us. I wouldn't be surprised at all. 
Right. It's like, are you in still, are you still in denial about it? No, I've been telling other people, like, you know, he's been possessed for a long time. But when I go to, like, the doctors, I'm like, he got multiple personality disorder of the sorts. It's a personality disorder. I swear to God it is. And they're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I go to the mental place and I'm like, hey, you know, I think you might be, like, possessed. They're going to admit me. Oh, that is. So, like, I can't just go to the hospital and talk to all his teams and be like, well, what if we explore this option? They're, yeah, I'm going to get admitted and I can't do that. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It could be a vacay, but I, not today. We can't do that today. <laughs> We're not going to go that route today. I'm going to keep that in my pocket for when I really need a break. Right. Pocket. I'm for like, sure. you know, I think my kid's possessed. And just see what happens. If I get bored. Right, right, right. If there's ever a slight dip in the excitement level of my life, I'm going to try it. Right, totally. And if it works for you, then it'll work for me. And I'll just do the same. And we can be roomies. High five. High five. (laughs) It'd be great. We should try it. No. (laughs) I'm scared now. (laughs) (laughs) What if he, like, melts? How do you explain that? Like, what happens if there's, like, a a demonic possession? Dude, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I mean, I've seen movies, obviously. Yeah, it's like they, like fucking tripping <laughs> i don't know like they're like shaking and like bending and doing weird shit y'all can't see her but she just tried to like contort her body <laughs> in the very worst way i can't do that shit yeah yeah that was awful it almost kind of looked like you were trying to do the robot <laughs> that would have been a much better option what if i had a robot child technology takes over Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us your story. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And um well, I mean keep you posted on that. Yeah, t- totally. Uh there might be some more collaborations in the future. Um, oh, we can collab on a lot of things. I got the experience. Yeah. So obviously Kayla's life is very exciting. So So exciting. Yeah. And if there's a dip, we know it's a dip. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, I will see you later. Adios. And um, for everyone who decided to pop in and listen to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Uh, We hope that you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Hopefully we didn't freak you out too much. And again, if you have your own spooky story that you want to tell me, uh, reach out, you know, Um, email me, text me, or, you know, if you're on social media, leave a comment, you know, tell me your spooky story. And uh, also, I hope everyone has a safe Halloween. Please, 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 please be careful out there. Um, <laughs> not just of the bad spirits, but of the bad people that are walking this I planet. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all take care. Bye.